0: What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transform Podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking into identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson, and with me is Logan Eaton, Carolyn Anderson, and my man, Andrew Ooh. Klingler. <laughs> What's happening, my good peoples? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything. That's so broad and specific
1: yeah yeah what's happening with you i talked way too much last week so i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna ask the questions this so week. you're done you're, you've got all your words out yeah yeah I, yeah I think i made yeah i think i talked enough about cheese last week for the whole year <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you like some good <laughs> cheese mm, andrew yeah. how you doing man
2: i'm good i'm glad to be here it's, it's a pretty awesome opportunity so hey up? glad yeah. to have you man yeah how was the day Long, long day, Yeah, but it's a good day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you yeah. like the trip to Finley? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I've been uh, into audiobooks recently, so it's been pretty cool to like have some time yeah. finally to like be able to listen right. and listen to some podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully in the future here, I'll start listening to some more podcasts. Here, right. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. What,
0: what are you doing in Finley?
2: Right now, uh, I am working at the uh, cardiac rehab clinic there. So I work Monday through Thursday and get to work with patients who uh, have had uh, heart issues and also lung issues. So it's been really cool to meet a lot of uh, interesting people and kind of learn from the elderly and see like, you know, like what life looks like, you know, 60, 70 years from now. So Mm. hopefully.
1: Yeah. See a transformation. from Kind of debilitated to. Rehabilitated, yeah, rehabilitated, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 See uh, a transformation yeah. process, so yeah. Yeah. it's really cool.
2: Yeah. I like it a lot. So
0: nice, mm. yeah. So with the lung stuff, you just trying to get movements that expand the lung, or
2: yeah, like really to um, not to nerd out too much, but to really strengthen <laughs> the diaphragm and like really strengthen okay. like your whole like everything about your like your chest to you know and practice that deep breathing and um, kind of just getting them to to use most of their lungs like how do i say this to really try to get the most out of what they have left is really the best way to describe it like a lot of them have done a lot of damage to their lungs mm. so we really say hey like you know you've done it but now we can help try to reverse it and try to like, at least get you to optimize yeah. the most out of what you have left yeah. so yeah. and unfortunately some that's not a lot and some they can get back to pretty close to like all the way healthy again really? so yeah wow that's really cool
0: Hmm. Most of those lung issues, those are from deep sea diving, or yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of divers in <laughs> Finley, Ohio. So, <laughs> wait,
0: really? No. No. <laughs> no, You grew up away. there, isn't there an ocean?
1: Uh, I think a couple of miles outside <laughs> of the quick, town. Quick <laughs> fact, quick fact, <laughs> real quick.
2: Angola, <laughs> Ohio, which is like 35, 40 minutes away. I used to work at a dive quarry. So, a dive
0: quarry, yeah. Okay. Scuba diving quarry. So, really, yeah. They yeah. Dug a hole just so you could scuba dive. Yes.
2: Wow. It's, a, it's like 90 feet deep or something so okay yeah, yeah I, kn- I know there's it's, a
1: quarry in finley but i didn't know yep. there was an actual diving quarry yep,
2: yep i worked there in high school and i hated every minute of it so. did you actually <laughs> sorry, to, did, real. You, <laughs> <laughs> real. did you have to train people to dive or like uh, no uh, i just filled their tanks and just like helped them sign paperwork and yeah. cleaned up i was just i was a high schooler like just cleaned oh, okay, up yeah. and just you know did whatever yeah. the owner summer, said. Job, yeah. Yeah, summer job yeah summer job yeah
0: did you get a dive I never wanted to. Never wanted to.
2: I don't want to go too dark or anything, but oh. I saw like three people die there. Really? And after that, yeah. like, I, I'm not a person who's driven by fear, but like after I seen those three people die, I was like, it. I'm just like, I'm good from yeah, the I'm diving good. in in Ohio. Pe- about I've yeah. heard about that. Yeah, yeah. three people There's die multiple a quarries year, in Ohio usually. that people have yeah. died in. Yeah. just going too deep. Yep, they, they go too deep and they get scared and they go up too fast and they, unfortunately they pass away because of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I seen the results of that and I was like
1: not worth it i'm i'm good like, i'll push you in but i'm not there's youtube
2: i'll swim but not, not you sign the waiver great <laughs> yep <laughs> so yeah interesting yeah like yeah thing, yeah sure so in ohio people
1: nice in ohio have, uh, that's interesting diving. Wow. yeah
0: i feel like you could get although i don't think it's open anymore but that there was a quarry in town i think people dived. they had there was like a yeah a bus or something.
2: Yep, that's what they did. Uh, somebody at that core. They have a plane, a bus. They have statues. They have um, what else? Do they have in there something like a helicopter in there too. It was Pyramid crazy or something. They drove yeah, them in yeah. there,
1: or is somebody like they
2: di- they sink them. They clean them all up and they sink them to the bottom. Yep.
1: Really? Yep. For just recycling? No, no. Just <laughs> or, <laughs> what Miami are they for? bro! <laughs> like they just bull. put them there for, for so you entertainment. Could dive in there. Yeah, because people go in them and
2: yeah people will go in them it just gives you something to do while you're down there
1: oh my gosh yeah i need to reevaluate my version of fun I don't think <laughs> going a hundred feet underwater to go through an old bus yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i could go to the landfill and go through an old <laughs> bus you not with could
2: the, not with the underwater and the scuba tank and yeah you man. could probably just put not goggles my, on yeah. and
0: not my fill cup them of up tea. with water
1: yeah <laughs>
3: This is I what you have to do in Ohio when there's not <laughs> yeah, actually, like, wildlife Ohio. down yeah. there to look at. Thought, so you have to have something to see, Logan. <laughs> I thought my
1: version of fun was bad, but going to look at an old bus, thousands of feet underwater. Yeah. Yep. A mile below the sea. Yeah. Thousands <laughs> of I think feet. I you're exaggerating. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, I, you don't know. Hey, you
2: listen, they're from around the world. So they come here from around the world. So. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well. Yeah. I'm gonna start another. Only business. when they get lost, oh, sinking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna sink stuff in water and have people come look at it.
3: But that's not actually the cause of all the your patients is just diving. No. No. <laughs> um,
1: nope. Um, eating
2: bad and oh, not yeah. working out and smoking. Smo- and I was gonna say smoking, smoking yeah. and stuff like that. That's usually the the biggest causes. So. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So yeah. So
3: you're safe to dive, at least. Usually. Yeah,
1: I'm not gonna do it. Just, um, <laughs> just don't eat anymore. Yeah, just yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's yeah. That's always
0: the best answer. So. Just quit eating. Just <laughs> I don't feel good. Just stop eating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're fi- you're finishing up school here pretty quick. This internship is the last hurrah. Yes,
2: it's the last hurrah. So this has been
0: four years. Yes, ten. Well, years, three and a half years. Sixteen
2: years. Yeah, three and a half. It feels like sixteen. Three but no, and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. So it's my last semester. Oh. I graduate in December, and yeah, so oh, nice. pretty excited about that.
0: Then back to yeah. the diving shop, or yeah,
2: back to, back <laughs> to the quarry. It's fun while it but no, yeah, so I really don't know what's in the future, but yeah, um, yeah I'm pretty excited to see where where God leads me and, uh, you know, pursue what I like to do, so I think cardiac rehab is definitely a field I'm interested in, um, yeah. definitely something to do with, like, exercise probably is sure. in the future, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause what's the degree?
2: My degree is exercise science or kinesiology, so, yeah, so it definitely fits, fits right along with what I want yeah. to do, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah boom, is. Mm-hmm. So you, you plan on sticking around or are you kind of <laughs> trying <Yeah>. not to? <laughs> you know
2: what? I've like, hmm, I've kind of, I don't want to say I've quit making plans because that's has only as wise, but I've also learned that um, like I'll keep making plans and I'll keep walking forward, but that's main, the main thing. I'll just keep walking forward. I'm not going to like, in the past I've definitely struggled with like trying to make plans and then not working out and being like, well, what the heck, you know? So I of having yeah. that attitude, just being like, "Okay, hey, God, I, I need you. Um, but I'm, I, I need you, but I'm going to also walk in faith and just keep walking forward. And I know that he'll open the doors right. that he wants me to go through and he'll shut the doors that right. aren't supposed to be open. So that's how I kind of yeah. view it. So at least,
1: yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so no, so like, if you stay, you stay. If you go, you go. Yeah, kind of, seriously. Yeah, yeah. B,
2: yeah, BG. I love BG. Sure. Um, I feel like anywhere you can go, um, like, you, know, right. you can make a difference anywhere. Right. It doesn't matter where where you are. So. Yeah.
0: But. Yeah. Sweet. So, so what's the process? I mean, are you looking for, uh, like open job openings or?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking for job openings. Um, you know, it, it that world is such a small world. So my coworkers have been there for like 28 years, and no oh, really. To, yeah
1: the the exercise science world
2: yep, yep. Well, yeah well no, no no the cardiac rehab world oh sorry. okay the cardiac yeah, rehab okay. Oh, the exercise, sorry exercise science world is a very broad that's world that's what I was going to think uh, yeah you can do There's all kinds of stuff you mm-hmm. can do which is really cool um but it's almost so much again that it kind of hinders you because it's yeah. like oh my gosh what do i do really? so yeah, 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 yeah. so you can kind of pick an avenue like that's what i'm doing right now i picked cardiac uh, rehab avenue and walk yeah. till that walk with that till till no more
1: and so, that that's more of a smaller window a yeah game. that's a very small okay. window Yeah. Engine. yeah so interesting but yeah
0: yeah so uh, did you, you got into the military right out of high school
2: yeah I, I joined actually when i was 17 i had my parents sign a waiver for me to join did wow. you
0: finish high school
2: i did yeah, yeah, yeah i finished high school so really i i i, I was like okay i want to be signed in locked in i want to get the job i want and for that to happen there was an opening that 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 a job came down from the air force and they and uh they said hey we you know if you want this job you got to sign now. Which, looking back, is like well, whatever. But still, um, <laughs> I was like, okay, get you in. yeah, like yeah. get me in, you know, <laughs> to like recruiting, you know. But it was good. I think, in you know, like looking back, it was. Um, I had a very good uh, process getting into the military. A lot mm. of people have awful experiences. I really? had a great experience. I still um, talk to my recruiter even to this day. Mm. I don't hate him at all. I, I like him. So um, wow. a lot of guys despise their recruiters. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just because sometimes they, you know, you know, if your job is to get people in the door. Um, th- you'll sell out sometimes. So sure, that's not. Then that's not everybody. I'm not trying to bash. Sure, on sure, but sure. Like Some people, are, the, the temptation yeah. is there. So, sure. uh, He was truthful. He was very truthful. So, anyways, with that though, I was like, Mom and Dad, like I want to sign. Like I want to join now. So they had to sign a waiver, uh, for me to like start doing everything. So, wow. so I was 17 technically when I joined. Wow. Um, I couldn't leave till I was 18. But since I turned eighteen, pretty much like right after I turned eighteen, for the most part, I left. So, yeah.
1: What yeah. was what was your like your mindset going into that? Like you're leaving home. Where did you? I guess where did you report to first?
2: Yeah. So the process is like pretty simple. Like I went to I came out of Lima, Ohio. Okay. That's where I signed. And uh, literally, is it it's was kind of weird. It's almost simple. It's almost like too simple. It was almost like wait, will it? Like really? that's it? Yeah. Because it was literally like you go to the recruiter's office, you sign paperwork, you go take a physical. And next thing you know, like you sign, you get you get a job, like and then you you uh you find yourself like, hey, show up at an airport at this time. Here's your tickets. You're gonna fly down to San Antonio, Texas. Wow. And uh, there's gonna be a like a place for you to go, and I tell you where to go, and you walk there, and you don't even see anybody in the Air Force or the military. You don't, you see nobody. It's all on you to get there. That was sure. like, the first time I flew and everything yeah. when I was 18, yeah. Yeah, and like a, And I was like, oh, I'm going, like, the first time I flew, I was going to San Antonio, Texas, and I was all by myself, <laughs> and, and you can't yeah. be late, obviously. Right. So, because right. so, they're going to be like, hey, where are you at? You know? Yeah. And they'll find you. So, anyways. <laughs> um, so, anyways. So, so yeah. So, you, you get to the, t- the airport, and you wait around until everybody gets there, because, like, you start seeing all these people, like, they all like, like oh, are you joined the military? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the airport. Oh, I'm going to the Air force. So, it's, 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 it's that strange. And wow. then, and then, so you're all in this area. And then eventually uh, uh, a drill sergeant um, shows up and he's like, all you guys are going to the air force, like check in with me. And then he gets you all in a line and then you walk out to a bus and that's when it's game over. But anyway, wow. uh, <laughs> well, you lose. that's when your no. life, that's when your life changes as you, as you know, your life, it, it completely changes. So put you on a bus, they send you to the base they get you in processed, and then that's when it all wow. craziness starts. So <laughs> down the business right down the business right yeah. away. Yeah, wow. yep. So yep. They yeah. So it was uh, eight week, eight and a half week boot camp, and yeah, that's.
1: Was that pretty rigorous?
2: Yeah, the Air Force is. Uh, everyone jokes about the Air Force being like the chair force, and it's all like, oh, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, and and, and, and uh, I wish it was more physical because it was honestly more mental. Like oh, every really? day, it was just like a just testing after tests, like paper tests, mental oh, test, really? challenges. Like they really weren't concerned about if you're like going to be able to like be a soldier. Like, you know, you're an airman. You're there to like be a, like a technical person. Sure. Like a, yeah. you're there to be like work on things. And like, yeah, it's not about you can kick down a door. It's about like, yeah. can you work on a aircraft, you problem you know? solve really can you, fast? Can you yeah. problem solve? Yeah. So it's just a big, ma- every day is like a brain like wow. challenge. So interesting. Yep. So that's huh. why I, I thought it was be more way more physical, not at all. Sure, so, sure,
0: yeah. Huh. What what was the job you wanted to get into? So
2: I uh, what they call a sensor operator. So my first job was I had two jobs in the Air Force. Uh, was a, they called a sensor again sensor operator? But I flew on a small um, intelligence aircraft, and I my, it was my job to control the camera and talk on the radios. And, uh, Sweet. it was, yeah, it was a really cool job. And that's why I signed early because I knew the opportunity Yeah, it's like to be a fly, to, to fly. And I wasn't a pilot, but I was a part of a crew yeah. that flew. I knew that was a very special thing as an enlisted person because a lot of people have to do a lot of, like they have to go to school first, they have to become a pilot to fly right. normally. Just to and get in the air. Just to get in the air. Yeah. So I, I recognized, and I always wanted to fly too. I didn't want to be a pilot, but I, I knew I wanted to sure. fly. So, um, yeah, so that's why I did that. So anyways, that's my first job. Um, interestingly uh i was able to do that i had like i had like 180 hours doing that job which doesn't sound like much but when you fly that's that's not a ton at all but at the same time it's more than like nothing Mm. um that job actually got shut down while i was still in training though so Mm. like i was never able to deploy down down downrange to go do it Mm -hmm. but i was able to do it in america just not like overseas overseas. or anything yeah Yeah. so that was kind of a bummer when i when i first had because i was so Like, my identity was, like, wrapped up in that for sure because I was like, oh, I'm a flyer. I'm, like, all cool. (laughs) And, you know, it's all stupid stuff. But anyways, um, but it was was really cool. It was, like, special. I have a lot of good memories of doing it. But then when it shut down, I was like, what the heck? And they were even threatening to kick everyone out of the Air Force. Uh, uh, Sorry, everyone out of who was doing that job in the Air Force. Sorry, they were, like, because it was during a time where there wasn't a lot of money for the military. And so they were, like, what we're going to do with all these people looking at us, but we don't have jobs for them in the military. They don't, there's, they don't care about that kind of stuff. So yeah. they're like, eh, yeah. it, it, it sounds bad, but like, no, like there's just, that's just how they operate. Right. It's not made. It's the military is not made to care about people because it, it, you know, it's just not, it, that wouldn't yeah. be work. That wouldn't work in wartime. So hmm. anyways, um, tr- transfer, uh, looking back, I'm very thankful that that happened though, because again, um, like, that that happened while I was in and I was still in training because that let me, but the fact that I was still in training said, Hey, this guy is still young and he's still like malleable and like he can be used. Oh yeah. And a lot of the older guys were unfortunately were kicked out because there was just no room for them there, you know? So anyways, wow. so I was able to get my second job, which I did electrical engineering. So
1: really? Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. So I, at first I was super mad because I, don't work with, I'm not, I'm not really like electrical type of guy yeah. or like an engineer type of guy. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, God, what the heck? And then on top of that, I found out he was sending me to Las Vegas. And at the time, uh, oh, I'll backtrack real quick. I was stationed in Texas, California, and uh, Nevada in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Okay. That was my like where I was sent yeah. to. And uh, I was so mad. I was like, I don't want to go to Las Vegas.
0: Are you kidding me? Yeah. So you were in California at the time? <laughs>
2: yep. I was in Northern, California. Uh, near Sacramento. So, um, and I loved it there. And, uh, but, so he took me away from that and sent me to Las Vegas. And at the time, I had a really bad view of Las Vegas, like, kind of obviously, why, you know? And I was like, oh man, I'm like a young man. I don't deal with all this temptation. I don't want to deal with all this. I just want to like, I had a good church in California. I was like, I was in community. Uh, I was like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go to this, this, this sin city where there's no church. There's no, there's nothing there. I'm going to be like, just, desolate and alone you know like that was a huge lie but um (laughs) (laughs) so anyways that was a huge lie so um yeah so through that though that's actually i would move back to las vegas in a heartbeat because of like how awesome like god is working there and like how transparent um some sorry something that's always stuck out to me there is if you are going to church out there it is not the norm like in the midwest a lot of people go to church a lot of people like you know, just kind of go there. You have to choose to go to church. You don't just go to church out there. That's just, that's just, you don't just do that. So it was so cool to see once people got going and like were saved, like they were on fire and they really like, like were hungry. And that was super um, cool to work with because it's like everybody there was motivated to like, you like volunteer and like, I don't know, like, yeah, the the, the mission was clear. If that makes sense, like to build the kingdom, like it was just clear there. Mm Whereas I feel sure. like sometimes in the Midwest, that gets a little lost. Just More emotions, going like, through the motions. Yeah, going through the motions. Like our grandma went, so we go. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. There, it's like, my grandma never went. Heck, my grandma's doing drugs right now, you know? <laughs> so, like, so anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. just, just to be real. So, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. So, yeah. So, then I got out of the military. I did four years, and I uh, – Tried to go to UNLV, but the doors just weren't opening. Like, I just tried, like, they weren't working with me. They were like, hey, do this and that. And just, I was just really slow. I, I had a limited amount of time because I was getting out. Yeah. And uh, I, so I wanted to stay out there, um, but nothing was working. So, really? kind of referencing what I said prior, like, God will close the doors. And He was closing that door. And I yeah. didn't like that, but yeah, it was it was that. So, um, but it was crazy because I called BG up and I found out that they were the top, well, sorry, they were in the top 25 in the nation for vets. For oh, me. okay. Yeah. And they still are, they're still on the top 25. Um, and I literally called them up. They're like, Oh yeah, do this, this and that. And then like literally a week later I was signed up for classes. I was enrolled wow. and I was all good to go. And I was still in Vegas and it wow. was just that simple. Like God, just like doom, 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 done. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, guess I'm going to bowl. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> so cause I knew I wanted to go to college. Uh, that's why I joined the military primarily though. Was yeah. I said to myself when, even when I was 17, um, was I will get out uh, even if I love the Air Force. I will get out after four years and go to school mm-hmm. because I just know myself and I know that I wanted to get a degree and I know that I, I needed to just get focused on that. Yeah. Just, you know. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, at yeah. That young of age. I don't know like, why that was just in my mind. Yeah. Like it was just like I will get out even if I love the Air Force. And right. I will be the rest of my life, I will get out and go to school. Sure. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. So now I'm a senior at BG and. The next
0: transition phase so yeah but yeah 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 you ever cultivate some ideas of i don't know how you could kind of use this like creatively in terms of um i don't know even like entrepreneurially where, where you can kind of mm. start some various things or
2: yeah like you mean like uh this exercise yeah yeah absolutely um so Without going too much, sorry. Without going too much into detail, I've really thought about my even experience at the cardiac rehab is uh, opening up a clinic, not necessarily for um, like young people they could go, but like for elderly. But like have like a clinic for like elderly people, like and not not a rehab clinic, but like where they can like have be monitored closely, and yet like not like be part of the medical system and like to have like. Something like that. If that makes sense. Yeah. So they're a gym for the elderly, like a community uh, place. A community to go, place. Yeah. I know they have community centers here, and I know that that's not. There's places like that, but there's really uh, out of the research I've done, there's not a whole lot of places that are disconnected from a big medical system. Because the problem is, is what happens is when you want to do stuff with like the the hospital, it's all through like your health insurance, and so like mm-hmm. I want to be able to like, hey, like, can you afford like. You know, like what, like what can you afford? Like let's, like let's have price ranges right. and like, like right. you know, like stuff like that. I don't. I haven't really thought about too, too much, but that's yeah. something that's popped in my head. Is like, yeah, hey, yeah. like how can we help the elderly and like, because I feel like we don't respect the elder, our elders very much anymore, and sure. like especially like when people, on like, the society road. as a whole yeah. kind of forgets about them. So how can we like help people out in like that kind of situation? So something like that. I don't yeah, know. that's <clears> kind of crossed it. my mind. Yeah, yeah,
0: mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was thinking about you earlier, and I was just thinking about that concept of how, I mean, <clears throat> so you had this idea, right? Am I going to get get into the military, and the military is going to pay for college? Yes. And then it's like, here's this plan of like, here's what I'm doing. Yep. But then sometimes you can get caught up in the okay, well now I'm just looking for a job instead of here's yeah. this thing that's inside yeah. of me. Yeah. How can I cultivate that and turn yeah. that into something? Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like that. Seemed like that was a little more in, in line with yeah, kind of what your track.
2: Yeah, it's funny that you say that, though. You talked about intra- entrepreneurship because uh, I had a really good discussion about with, with a lot of other veterans and about how a lot of us really do think like that, though. I'm like, I, there's still this day where, like, it's weird because we all were under such a strict order, but, yeah, a lot of us want to be free and, like, want like don't want to be a part of a big system anymore. Like We want to, like, be our own. Yeah, And, like, we know we have what it takes because, like, yeah, like, It's scary, but at the same time, like, you realize that, like, it's all right. Being part of a big organization shows you that, like, what's, how you can avoid some of the downfalls and, like, how you can, like, you can use some of those experiences to, like, be confident. And, you know, at the end of the day, it still takes faith to be an entrepreneur, but, like, you can take your veteran experiences and, like, transform that and, like, push forward with that, so.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you work with um, some veterans at, at school, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. So I work in the military office at BGSU. And uh, part of my job is to work with first semester veterans because um, that's a hard time. Even when I looking back when I was first getting out, you're so, you're so used. Your identity is a lot of times wrapped up in being part of something bigger than yourself, like the Air Force. A lot of people view themselves as airmen or soldiers or Marines or Navy or, you know. And uh, and so a lot of guys, they walk into class and they find out that um they're not 18 anymore and that like they don't necessarily fit in you know and that their views probably are a little bit different than the average college views just to be real you know so so a lot of them really struggle because they're like what the heck is going on this is not the way it is and i have to relate to somebody who's just graduated high school and i i have a family you know or something like that you know or or stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. so the uh, highest. The highest dropout rate or the highest risk of veterans dropping out is takes place during the first semester. And so that's our main focus really is working with first semester veterans um, and making sure that they uh, stay like encouraged and that they can push. Because once they get past that first semester, the statistics is crazy high that, that they'll graduate. Hmm. because the game the goal is that they'll start learning and like gain perspective and they're like oh wait like it's not about me fitting in and it's not about me like doing this or that it's about me going to class and getting done what i need to get done and like who cares about but it takes a while to learn that though sure new environment yeah new environment yep
0: a little uncomfortable yep so yeah yeah Yeah, that's awesome man yeah love it yeah love it love it yeah so tonight I thought we'd talk a little bit about um, the kingdom of heaven and how it's, mm. it's desirable. Mm. Um, in Matthew 13, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. And he says, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who was working in a field and uh, he uncovered this treasure. And so he buried it again, and in his joy he went and sold all he had, and he bought that field. He said again, "The kingdom of heaven is like a—it's like a merchant, right? This business guy who's check, he's looking, he's searching, seeking for these pearls of great value. And once he found one, he went away, sold all he had, came back, and bought it." I was just thinking about this idea about how sexy the kingdom is, right? Like, <laughs> I mean. It's like, I mean, if you just look at those two pictures, this, they're both equated to value, right? That one's buried treasure and one's pearls, right? Both are very, right? Oh, I mean, I don't know what that treasure was. But anyways, both both are very valuable uh, in, in the monetary sense. And uh, it's just interesting, the picture, right? Because both went away. What they found was worth more than what they had. But by trading what they had, they could obtain what is kind of like, there is no end to the value. Yeah, I was just, what do you guys think about that, about how in those kind of pictures, right, that the kingdom of heaven is like, no, that's legit. Once you see it, you're like, Whoa. get what? It, <laughs> whatever I got, let me have it. Mm -hmm. Who guys think about that?
3: (laughs) I'll jump in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of anything. (laughs) Just just being honest. Just being real. (laughs) I'll
3: think of something. (laughs) I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, it's, it's not something that just, it's not an add on. It's not a, um, a little something like it becomes your everything so it's it's worth trading and if you think about it in your real life all your comforts all your you know um, yeah I mean just if he's if you sold everything to get it then everything that you did have it's like you count it all as a loss compared to what you're gaining and so just that concept of that's what the kingdom of heaven is worth you know it mm-hmm. doesn't anything else is is incomparable
1: Go ahead, Andrew. You gonna say something? No. Okay, I'll say something. <laughs> uh, no, I I totally agree. I th- I just I think it's uh, too like um, I don't know. It, it's almost like having just this perspective, like of uh, like I don't know if if everything like if everything was gone, like what would you still what would you still like uh, I don't know what would you what would you i guess what would you give everything like like i mean like the story is like what would you give everything for and sometimes it's like it's easy to be like uh um i just think when you when you like when you put your faith into something like you truly put your faith into something and you truly believe something and like Jesus Christ is your god and there's nothing then that's 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 going to be like um you know, you know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's worth it or not. I guess, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, what do you, what would you sell out for everything? Or what, if everything was gone, what would you, what would you, um, I don't know, what would you, um uh, like if you didn't have everything would, would, uh, um, what would you still like die for? I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I guess I don't yeah. know how to word it, but, yeah. um, no, yeah. Like that difference between like,
0: What would you live for versus what would you die for
1: yeah right yeah Yeah, right right yeah Yeah, because there's a bunch of things and you know like uh i could name off a bunch of things that i i would totally like give up a lot of stuff for but there's probably like there's probably like one thing that i would like that i would literally like die for maybe two maybe like family you know but um like the kingdom of heaven like that faith that that relationship like um like the, the the fact that like christ is my god that's that's not like that's non-negotiable so what's that what's i guess the kingdom of heaven is that non-negotiable thing everything else is usually pretty negotiable mm. um
3: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah I, I like in the story like that that treasure whatever was non-negotiable it's like yeah. i can negotiate all this other stuff but this is not negotiable yeah. so i guess that's that's what i thought mm. yeah
2: I, uh kind of the, another thing too is when i hear that story um I think a a key word that comes to my mind is perspective. So like that guy, like those people, they found perspective on like what they had, you know what I'm saying? so like, I'm thinking even like in my life recently, I feel like even reading like Ecclesiastes, you know, it's like, it's easy to value. Like if you gain perspective on that, like they gain perspective. So like they now had the, the realization that like, Everything else, like, of course, that's going to be the most valuable thing because now they they see that, like, well, they're not even losing anything by selling out because they realize that there's that that whatever they're losing, quote unquote, is all worthless and meaningless and it's all vanity and all that. You know, it's all like, I'm not losing anything. I, I gained the only
0: thing that really matters. You know, it's kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, because if you sold all you had to get the treasure or the pearl, then that treasure or pearl. Is worth more, yeah than what you bought it for, yeah, the value in it far out see exceed, exceeds yeah. what you once had so there there's this story in um I think it's in John nine, and Jesus is walking down the road, and there's this man who's blind, and this guy was born blind, and uh Jesus spits in the dirt, makes some mud, puts it on his eyes, tell him to go wash in a pool. And when he does that, on his way back, he can see. This guy starts freaking out, right? I mean, dude, born blind, can <laughs> yeah. see, right? People, people are seeing him. He's like leaping around, jumping. The people are like, is that the guy that- who was like always begging? He's <laughs> like, you know, somebody else is like, nah, nah, that guy just yeah. looks like him. And he's like, no, nah, no, that was me. That was me. <laughs> and um, these guys end up taking him to the Pharisees, and it, this just so happened yeah. to be on a Sabbath. And so the Pharisees are like, nah, there's no way we don't believe this guy. There's no way you were, you were born blind. There's no way you were blind. This is just a story. And you know, so they, they have him come in and he kind of gives a spiel and they still didn't believe him. Right. Because they're like, there's no way Jesus is from God because he's working on a Sabbath. Right. They just Mm -hmm. cannot, cannot get beyond like these rules. Mm -hmm. And, um, So they end up calling his parents in and uh, they're like, is this your son? So yeah, was he born blind? Yes. How can he see? I don't know. Right there. They're freaked out because the, uh, the, the Pharisees had kind of given, I don't know, kind of a warning or threat really is like anybody who kind of, uh, you know, believes in Jesus will be kicked out of the synagogue. So they were like, they were scared. So they were like, well, you know, He's our son. He was blind. He's not blind now. We don't know. But he's of age, so you ask him, right? They're just kind of, like, scared of these religious leaders. And it's just, it's interesting. So then they call this guy back in. Hilarious, man. They start... Again, they're just asking the same question. So okay, who is this guy? How, how did he do it? He's like, why? I already told you. He's like, why do you want to hear it again? He's like, do you want to be his disciple too? It's like, he, <laughs> and so at that point they freak out, you know, curse him and whatever. And, um, you know, they're like, you know, we believe in Moses and this and that. And, and this guy, he's just like, <clears throat> he's like, well, let's see if I, I think I got it here. Yeah. He says, <laughs> he's like, well, now that's remarkable. It says, you don't know where he comes from, yet he uh, he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. I was just thinking about this idea, right, of like standing before these religious leaders who are, kind of opposing him right. And there's such opposition. His parents are scared and timid because they don't want to get kicked out. So they're just like, whatever, bro, you got yourself into this. You get yourself out. Right. But I was thinking about this idea of this opposition where this guy's not scared because he's more like annoyed. He's like, Mm -hmm. you guys are freaking morons. He's like, (laughs) how is it possible that this guy could heal me? If he weren't from God, you know, it's not it wasn't a matter of being scared at some point. It's just a matter of being super like dumbfounded. It's like he's like, now that's remarkable. right? (laughs) (laughs) Sarcasm. So anyways, after that, they throw him out. um, And uh, Jesus finds him after that. And um, he says, uh, do you believe in the son of man? This, here's this guy's response. This guy, right, who just got healed, who can see, you know Jesus healed him. Jesus says, do you believe in the Son of Man? He says, sir, tell me who he is so that I may believe in him. And Jesus is like, you have seen him. In fact, he's the one speaking to you now. And the guy's like, I believe, and starts worshiping him. But I was just thinking about this, right? Like this guy experienced, right? the kingdom he found that treasure jesus was like do you believe in the son of man he's like point me in the right direction whatever you say wherever he is i'm all in right <laughs> jesus is like no bro it's me he's like done right it's just like uh, yeah hopping in that hard that i mean he's so sold because of what he experienced and i was just like man that's like, that's the kingdom, man. That's the desirable kingdom where it's like it turns a malfunction into function. And in that function, you just finally, literally, this guy who could not see could see. And it's nuts, man. And, and further down in um, John 9, he talks about, he says, I came to make those who were blind to be able to see and those who claim they can see to prove that they're blind right like these pharisees but yeah i mean <clears throat> what do you guys think about that story that tenacity that experience
3: i i was thinking about how you know people in the in the world can say or can see something that looks different in somebody who truly is sold out for God and who's who is truly a light for him and so i was thinking about that concept of you don't even know what you're seeing, but you see something and, and it's desirable. You, you know, you hear those stories of people as like, I just, you know, I witnessed this person or I was around this person and there was just something different about him. There was something that was, you know, and that's, that's Jesus shining through them. And mm-hmm. so just that concept that, I mean, he didn't, he didn't even know what it was, but he's like, you know, pointing in the right direction, but he, he didn't know that he had to, was... Right in front of him, you know, so that just that it's interesting mm-hmm. that he he was sold out but didn't totally even understand it yet, but it was yeah. so appealing that it's like, well, you just explain it to me and now i'm a, I'm in I don't even don't even need an explanation just to yeah. just to <laughs> point me in, just point me <laughs> in the yeah. direction, yeah. and so yeah, just that concept that when you when you truly are displaying the kingdom in the way you live in the way you treat people in the way that light is really shining through you, then mm-hmm. it's it it is so appealing.
0: What do you guys think? Got one?
1: Uh, yeah, totally, totally, not so much. Um, Everything that Carolyn just said mm, um, verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> just, just I just want to reiterate. Just that. Re- <laughs> rewind. <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I guess I, yeah. Um I'd heard that story probably through just through sermons and stuff just about the the mud in the eyes you know but mm-hmm. I the second part though is interesting I don't think I've heard that as much where um, talks about the guy going to the religious leaders and he's kind of like, uh, yeah, like you said, he's dumbfounded, he just, but he stands up for like what, what happened. Cause he, I think he could have easily been convinced like with all the emotional yeah. stuff and all the like, okay, I can see now all these smokes and those people that had a bunch of power back then, yeah. um, especially in the church mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. government, they could have probably easily convinced him like, no, this, this is what happened. Like it wasn't because the mud was in your eyes and jesus told you to go wash in this puddle it was uh you know it was this or it was because of this and it could have easily been especially like if you think about going to like people in power and politics and government um, it could be easy to get caught up in like okay i'm in the presence of somebody who's sure. got a lot of power um especially after a personal emotional heavy experience and just be caught up in all this stuff and just been convinced otherwise but he was like he was pretty firm, and he was clear, and he was stern, and he's like, no, this is what happened, and then, uh, um, because then they couldn't give an answer for him, so he, he's like, I need to know, yeah, the answer became the most important thing to him, like, what, what, why did this happen, and who, how do I, how do I hold on to this, and yeah, so just interesting, really interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Real, real quick, I yeah. think, uh, kind of tack on to what you were saying, mm. like, verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> verbatim <laughs> yeah, just rewind it <laughs> yeah um but no like i, I think it's interesting too like we we're saying like just how close the people were to him who were persecuting him i mean these are people he saw or that saw him every day and they're still like so why do we expect people around us even our family members yeah. and stuff like why do we like if we you know if we know the truth you know it's kind of like we got to really it, sorry, it's very convicting because it's mm. like, how often do I um, know something, like, know the truth, and I want to live it out, but like, will I let a simple opinion of like a family member or somebody like deter that when really there's just no room for that? You know, it's just, yeah. he's like, listen, the truth is the truth. It is the way it is. And this is the, you know, I, and that's how we should live, I think, you know. Yeah. But yet so often we kind of like, oh, like we fall into like the opposite side of the story where we would be like, or at least I sometimes would be like, Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, like the fairy yeah. question. I this, don't know if I could stand did, up to him. Did know, this sometimes. really happen? Yeah. yeah. But, like,
0: obviously the answer is there. So, yeah. I think, you know, it's like, because it comes down to, right, like that experience and that understanding and yeah. that, like, knowledge and that yes connection. To then, it's like somebody says something so absurd, like yeah. that, you know, he's not from God. Well,. Yep. I mean, when's the last time you healed somebody born blind, buddy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're so (laughs) righteous,
2: bring it. And that's how, to me, that's how you know it's true because it's like you wouldn't make that up. Like, you know what I'm saying by that? Like, that's just not logical. Why would he come to the Pharisee or why would he, like, say that? Like, oh, yeah, put my my eyes, washed it, and I'm healed. Like, no one would say that in their right mind. That's how, to me, how I can also perceive it as, like, there's a lot of truth in that statement, Mm. you know? Know, does that
1: make
0: sense? Or sure. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just even kind of in the same lines of that treasure, right. Being yeah. so valuable that you would trade it all because it's worth is greater than what you could buy it for ish. Right. Like, you know, this metaphors metaphorically speaking, but I was thinking about in, um, in John seven, Jesus talks about, um, Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scriptures had said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And I was just thinking about this idea of the river, right? And he's talking about the Holy Spirit and this idea of the river. Because this idea of the river, man, it's better than than sometimes what people talk about. Sometimes, you know, people talk about, well, I got to get I got to get filled up so I can get poured out. Um, you know, and it's just like, if you got to get filled up, that means you didn't have anything. And if you got to get poured out, that means you end up with nothing. So it's just like, that's, there's a different picture in the Bible and it's this river, right? That's sourced from in you. And I was thinking about this river and we were talking about this, but, um, you know, if you've ever seen like some of that extreme kayaking, like Red Bull does some like kayaking and you get these guys, man, kayaking in these little tiny boats. Uh, You know, they got those, the skirts on, right. Where it's like, you're like, it's called a skirt, but it's like, I don't know. It's this thing that hooks onto the boat and hooks onto your waist. Um Anyways. And they, they're like, Uh, just this tiny little and some of these rivers man they're just like this little speck in just this monster of like flow of water raging down uh the mountain and it is just nuts i mean these guys are going down like 60 foot waterfalls like ridiculous but anyways but it's like you see you in some of these rivers right especially you're talking about in the mountains right you get in the springtime you get all the snow melt from the mountains and then you get the rainfall and everything's getting funneled into this river well this river right it seemingly has like no end to water volume and it's just it's just has so much force and momentum that it's just like there's nothing you could do to stop it I mean if you're in it you better know how to paddle Otherwise, it's, I mean, mm. it's so strong. There's nothing, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's just like, you, if you've ever been in like in an ocean or something, the waves are gnarly. It's just like there's nothing you can do yeah. to like stop it. And I was just thinking about this concept of the river, right? Like uh, it's sourced on the inside, like meaning it has no end. Uh, it talks about like the springs of living water that well up or bubble up. Um, to eternity right like uh, talk about like a well where there'd be like a body of water underneath the earth that you drill down to and there's so much pressure that then it just it springs up and it just it doesn't stop right there is no getting filled up to getting poured out there's the only the flow and I was just thinking about this idea of how it's like in the kingdom it's, it's not so much of like this fear of I'm going to give but you know if I give too much I'm going to burn out or I'm going to get tired or I'm going to give so much that I have nothing left there's just kind of like always this um um eh, kind of like um there like a limitation or a restriction or um there's another word I'm looking for but um shortage like there's a shortage Right to the amount of love you could express. There's a sh- like there's a there's this false idea that there's a short of as shortage of a. a uh,
1: you yeah, have like def- a finite amount. Yeah. yeah. In like
0: the the your ability to forgive or your yeah. ability to love, your ability to produce new ideas, um, come up with new solutions. Uh, there's no shortage to your ability to uh, get up after you fall down. You know, to stand up and throw down there's just there's there's no shortage to what you can do and it's like in fact it's it, the more you let that river flow from you uh, the bigger the more output of flow can come through you like uh if you picture like a garden hose right being like This is called three quarters of an inch of a hole. The more you let the water come out, in this instance, the bigger your hole gets. So the more and more you use it, the the diameter of your hose grows to an inch, to two inch, to three inch, to four inch, right? Where, you know, you become like a fire hydrant. Like the more that comes out, the more you use it, the greater your capacity. The more you give, the more you increase your ability to give. There is no shortage in this river that is sourced from the inside that wells up to eternity which by nature means it has no end and it has no beginning it just is and will never stop and it's just like that's i don't know man that's that's the thing in the kingdom that's like sexy that's the thing mm-hmm. that has so much more than maybe once you once had it's like this is the thing, man, where it's like you, you cultivate the mind of Christ, where you're, you're not limited in your thoughts. You're not limited in what you can know. I mean, I went and spoke at my my daughter's first grade class, and um I was just thinking about how, like, there's there's no limit to what you can learn. There's no limit to what you can understand. A lot of people will talk about how, like, oh, you know, it's just... You, you know, God's infinite and we're finite and we, we just, we can, we could never really know him, you know? And they, you kind of use that as like a justification for ignorance, but it's like, if you just change your perspective just slightly, it's just like, no, there's like no end to what you could experience. There's no end to what you could learn. There's no end to what you could understand. There just is no end because it's just that good. And it's like, that's a totally different perspective. It's a small jump with massive ramifications. What do you guys think about that? About some river action. If Kyle were here, he'd be talking about river cream right about. Oh now. my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> some river suds. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about the analogy of the uh, faucet. Um <laughs> but uh Yeah, that was a great analogy um so you're kind of saying like if you only have like a three-quarter inch coming in you can't have a 10 foot it's not going to be a 10 foot stream or or like a 10 foot stream coming out like if you want to have 10 foot a 10 foot wide stream coming out you gotta have a 10 foot wide stream coming in is that what you're saying no okay (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: no there's an unlimited source in you so Oh, okay. So sure. the the more you let it flow, the bigger outflow you have. So the the more you let it well up and oh, okay, come out, okay. the more you use it. So there's the a bigger your capacity to unleash it.
1: There's enough for as as wide as you want it to be. Yeah. But if you only allow it to go through a, a three quarter inch, that's only that's all it's gonna go.
0: Sure. But I'm just saying it, it expands. There's no yeah. end. There, right. There, you're not okay. limited in your energy. You're not limited uh, in in your solutions and the problems you can solve you're just there's yeah. there is no limit sure. and the more you get into it, the more you find is there
1: yeah. okay that makes okay that that's clears that up um, <laughs> <laughs> I totally had it wrong uh, but uh yeah okay I really like that one too okay <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no
0: you got connected to the source <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: i I think uh I was just yeah. Well, after being completely wrong, I'm just going to try to <laughs> think about something just to go again, with that. Just try again, just try again. There's well, no there's
0: no limit to tries here. Right. <laughs> yeah. How much time do we have? A couple of hours. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I think I I used to live in a, like the a state of lack, like the state of I need to ask for if I want something I need yeah. to ask for more of it. Um and, and and not to say like I guess the things that like I don't know. Maybe that's not a good example, but just this state of lack where it's like I don't have enough, and I got to find more so I, before I can have enough to to mm. to give more. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 the um, yeah, just the mind the the mindset that's like uh, yeah, maybe I uh, you know maybe I the the talents that I have aren't good enough, or maybe I just am general not good enough. So I don't know. I guess thinking about like that that spring that river being like, just, just so much more than just like, um, I don't know, more than just like, what, what can I, you know, what can I give in the offering box? It's like, what, like my talents and the, 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 the the way that, uh, you can just help people and, and be around people and, and, uh, how you think and how you, you talk and act and all that stuff is just like, uh, that there's unlimited, um, good that to, to do all that. And, um, yeah, there's no, um, no excuse to be like, yeah, I just didn't have enough in me. I guess, mm. yeah,
2: yeah. I'm I'm with you. I used to believe the lie, like, uh, a lie that I believed was that like, God, like, okay, I'll serve you this, and then I'll just uh, I'll 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 stop so I can recharge to serve you again. You know, like mm. stuff like that. You know, like what? It, but like, w- there's such a little twist in there that I like s- thought so much, like oh, I'll serve you again if I'm rested up. But I'm stopping to serve. And I'm like, yeah. like, what the heck? You know, like, uh, yeah, no, because it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense because I believe, uh, you're right, like there's a huge river and yeah, I was like, uh, I, need to, I need to shut the river off and dam it up to like, to right. let my, you know, like to restore. It's like, no, like, it's like a the perspective. river is technically is kinda like uh, like like what a dam does, it creates energy, you know, like yeah, you know. So like that's why I, sorry, my mind went there. I was yeah. like, oh anyways, but um
0: <laughs> No, my mind went there.
2: Yeah, like yeah, and so like you just gotta realize what's going on. And once you again, what you said have perspective and everything on that, it's like, oh my gosh, like no, let's keep going. And and if you trust in him and have the faith, you know, he'll provide. For you if you're concerned about also for me too was like well I have to go to work or I have to do this or that or I have to like you know clean or do something and like there's times for that kind of stuff in life like to do everyday life but like again like no I don't have time not to do it you know because that stuff's all you know whatever but like with, with the river flowing you're good to go he'll, he'll take care of you and so yeah Sorry, I don't know how to word
1: that No, back. yeah, there's, uh. you can't, like, there's external things that, like, like people will justify, restrict that, but yep. it's like everything is in your control to, yep. to determine how much output, I think, if I'm getting that right. There's everything, everything's in your control to determine how much output there is. There's nothing that's out of your control that will restri- restrict that, like, like your external environment. Um, yeah, 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 to, I, to I get you that. on that.
2: Like, sorry, like, there's nothing big enough to... You determine how much that, you want yeah, to give yeah. out. Yeah, like, yeah, to to... to, to restrain you on that because if you truly are walking and building the kingdom there what in the world could stop that river flowing like right kind of thing yeah that's
1: exactly what i was saying yeah that's
0: beautiful yeah well it's the idea you know we're you know i think we talked about this a little bit last week but like capacity right people think okay well i'm at capacity yeah and it's like some of that some of that just has to do with like the way we think yeah And kind of getting real involved in our emotions the negativity and then we create these perspectives and these conclusions that kind of that where we think we're limited but we're not yeah but it's like the way you increase your capacity is one you change the way you think but two man you get into some new things because sometimes your capacity quote unquote gets low kind of because you're bored you just, you're dealing with the same problems. Mm-hmm. What you need is some new freaking problems. That's what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Some new. Well, because look, it you get sucked into a pattern, this, uh, all of us, right? Yep. And when you keep doing the same things, you keep getting the same results. So when you notice that it's like you want these new results, but you keep getting the same old results, it's because you haven't done anything new. And so it's like when you get sucked into a pattern of just kind of doing the same thing and going through the emotions I'm, I'm going to work i'm taking care of my kids we're going to bed i'm trying to read i'm di- you know it's mm-hmm. just like oh my gosh the motion in the ocean yes. no no it's like you kind of lose sight of that that vigor of what life is about a mm-hmm. purpose right yeah. there's a bigger meaning to just going to work just raising your kids doing the yeah. stuff No, man there's purpose and that purpose is the the deal you know it's kind of like what you're talking about you know mm-hmm. even just like the mundane things like the doing the dishes and doing this and that it's just like dude look we live on purpose. So everything we do, raising our kids, living in a house and working with people. I mean, we do it on purpose. Like my life, you know, it's like, it's not sectioned out. People get into like these weird priorities. Okay. God's number one. And then it's my family. And then it's my work. And then it's church. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know why you would separate all yeah. that when it's like God's inside of me and then everything I do, yeah. God's in me. So everything yeah. I do is on purpose and it's in the kingdom, right? Yeah. My family's in that. Every, you know, We work on mm-hmm. purpose. These ideas, we try to bring it to reality. All those things are on purpose. It's all just part of life. It's not like this weird separation. Yeah, It's just a continual. Yeah,
2: like why would we like have a time... The spirit to flow, and then we stop the spirit flow. Like, okay, time, sure. to, time to go home, take care of the kids. So, let's like, uh, you, you know, we, we are yeah. talking about like the Holy Spirit, like sure. working in us. Like, why would we be like, okay, that's enough working, Holy Spirit? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, time card. Time card. Okay, I checked out. I served at church today, so my two hours is up. Yeah. Like, the tithe right. is counted. Let's go home, you know, <laughs> right? Like, you know, like, so true, though. Well, yeah, yeah, so
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. So probably on a closing thought, yeah. I had this, um, we were, uh we we're trying to get in, uh, we had this idea and we approached something, uh, somebody about this idea, kind of creating some, uh, a program and um, ended up talking to the people and the people were like, man, this was like what, like what you're talking about. This is like an answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and we, you know, essentially we kind of want to go with that. And I was just thinking about this concept as I was walking out the door, right? I mean, I had an idea, right? I saw something and we've got this, you know, we've got this desire. We've got to turn, be transformed into something. We've got to get into the world. We've got to take action and we we got to bring our message to people, which involves us, uh, you know, essentially selling that idea and then doing it. And Anyway, so we approached somebody and somebody's like, bro, that's like an answer to prayer. And I was just thinking, right, this idea I had, right, which which whatever, it's all wrapped up in in purpose and in Mm -hmm. vision. But it's like this idea that was sitting inside of us, right, was literally the answer to somebody else's prayer in the sense like. These ideas that we think, man, like that, that, that flow from the power of this river and the the spirit right in the mind of Christ, these Mm -hmm. ideas that we think it's like they're solutions to problems. But what's interesting is like these problems, like people literally have the problem that you have the solution for. Like there are people who are praying and crying out to God, be like, I got this problem. And God's like, no, no, I got the solution. It's just Mm -hmm. wrapped up in you. It's wrapped up in me. It's wrapped up. Right. It's just like, People are waiting for us to arise and shine. People are waiting for us to tap into these ideas and these dreams and to realize them. Like the world is dying waiting for us to show up. And I'm not saying we're people aren't showing up and we're not doing anything. I'm just saying like there's there's these ideas that we cultivate are literally the answer to somebody else's prayer. And it's like, you could be surprised at who you could find and run into who would need the solution that's like marinating inside of your guts. So to that end, man, let the river flow. <laughs> this is uh, in the article, right? It says the 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 power of God in you, right? Like you don't want to use this thing sparingly. It's like you don't, you want to make every attempt to run this thing dry. The more you let the river flow, the more you increase your outflow. The more you give increases the volume you can give. The more you make demands on your potential and creativity, the greater your capacity. The more you use what you have, the more you have to use. There is no end to this river that is sourced inside of you because it is by nature eternal and therefore without end. So my good peoples, as long as it's called today. day, Let that river flow. Until next time, peace.
1: And go find an underwater bus.